Welcome to the Encouragement Cafe with Luann and Friends, where the conversation is always hot and fresh. Comfort food for your soul is always on the menu, and friends are close enough to hug. Pull up a chair. We've been waiting just for you. Welcome to Encouragement Cafe. I'm Luann Prater, and at the Encouragement Cafe table with me today is my good friend, Teresa Mills. Hey, girl, thanks for being here. Oh, I'm happy to be here. Well, Teresa, I've got a question for you. I could be, I just could be, if I didn't watch (laughs) myself, I could be an HGTV addict. Well, you would not be alone. (laughs) (laughs) I've been hooked. I actually never watched that, Luann, until this year. I was in a dentist appointment, and thank God that this man had something to keep me distracted while he was working on my teeth. (laughs) It happened to be HGTV. And I was fascinated. I was actually sad that he made me leave before I saw the ending of the show. And I went right home and I have been, hmm, I don't know if I say addicted (laughs) ever since then. Yeah. I remember back before we uh, would pay for cable, I remember when we would go on vacation That was my vacation. That was my treat because my husband knew that I loved watching those kinds of things because I was in real estate and I loved seeing how people absolutely took a mess and turned it into something beautiful. And today I want to talk a little bit about that, not about houses, but about you and me. Yeah, it's beautiful. You know, I I had the phrase actually come to me today that God is in the rehab business. Mm. And, you know, I have a history of my husband had an addiction and uh, that affected our whole family. It wasn't just him. It affected every one of us. And I saw in that world the devastation that can take place. And it doesn't even have to be a substance. It can just be things that happen in life that can literally destroy the image of what you thought it could be. Mm -hmm. When I think about even those houses on HGTV, I, I see some of those and I'm like, oh, There's no way I don't even want to walk in and you see, you think it's destroyed. You think there's no way it could ever be anything good again. And looking at the lives that God can look at them and say, oh, I can see exactly what this life is going to be. I see exactly the bones that I've created. That base Mm -hmm. is so sound. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. I can make something great of this life. And I love that God can see with those eyes even when sometimes we can't, even for ourselves. Yeah, I'll never forget always feeling like the woman at the well. I grew up in Mm. the church and I knew uh, what I was supposed to do, but I didn't live that life. I ran from it because of some things that happened to me as a young girl. And I remember always feeling not good enough and never measuring up and never mm. measuring up to the perfect patties or the oneers. That's what I call the <laughs> the gals who've only been married one time. I would say, you know, they'd kind of look at you like you were, you had a disease or something. And so I always felt like I was never good enough. And yeah. then my brother told me to get in the book of John. And mm. when he said, Lou, you really need to learn who Jesus really is, that he's the real relationship loving God. And for me, I was like, "Ah, I know my image of God at that point in my life. And I always wondered if God was really God, why did he allow all those bad things to happen when I was young? And I thought about, I will do this thing. I will read the book of John because I love my brother. 
And so I started reading through the book of John and I got to the fourth chapter and I put on the brakes. <laughs> I mean, I left skid marks in my Bible because when I got to the woman at the well, I saw her mm. leaning there against the well, talking to Jesus. And I saw a picture of myself and the words that Jesus mm. said to her that you will become a spring of living water. You know, those words to me wow. were life-giving because it wasn't like you have to clean yourself up. You have to do the rehab yourself and then come to me. God says, I right. want to give you this gift. I want to give you this gift and it's going to bubble yeah. up inside of you like this spring of living water. And I don't know, Teresa, if you've ever seen a spring in the yeah. side of a mountain. Mm-hmm. It just completely bubbles out and it's like it comes from nowhere and you can't you can't stop it. And right. when that happens, you become what God always intended for you to be. And today that's what we're talking about. It's rehab. The best rehab in the business is not HGTV. It's Jesus Christ. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and what I love, you know, a lot of people know the the titles of a couple of those shows flip or flop and many times we think like that's got to be that's it we either flip on the switch and we've been this awesome person or we're the flop god's like no you may have flopped (laughs) a little bit here and there but you're not a flop and he knows how to take those things i love the verse that says those things that be not as though they are Mm. god can already see the end from the beginning he already knows all of that. The other one, fixer upper. Well, which one of us in Christ aren't a fixer upper? Absolutely. <laughs> we all, some of us need a fresh paint job. Some of us need a deep overhaul. But the joy is that God sees such value in every one of us. And what I love about this is he sees such value in us. However, once he gets a hold of us, our value triples. Oh, yeah. Because we have his hands that have touched our lives, his hands that have worked in us, that have brought healing to the deep places, the foundational things in our lives that caused some of the wrecks and the cracks and the bruises in our lives were the foundation issues that sometimes we had no say in what happened to some of those things. But God says, it's okay. Mm-hmm. I'm even going to fix those deep cracks, those deep wounds that have been there since the foundation. And begin to show you what a beautiful, stable place that you can be to house my spirit, to house my joy, and to be able to have this beautiful opportunity to live now. Like you're saying, that springing forth um, with all Mm -hmm. the things that God has for us. And he's just so faithful. And when you talk about uh, we become the housing for the Holy Spirit, I mean, I think of we are the temple, you know, and there was such great care taken When God said, I want to build my temple, and he gave specific directions on how he wanted that temple built. And I think about us now, when we become a believer and we accept Jesus Christ into our heart and we say, God, I am a fixer-upper. I need you to come in and totally (laughs) revamp my life. When we agree that we are a sinner and we need a savior and God says, you know what, sweetheart, I can make you better than you ever dreamed possible. When he does Mm. that, he deposits the Holy Spirit in us and we become that housing, that temple for the Holy Spirit. 
And wow, when we think of it like that, when we realize that, oh my word, I now have that in me. My nephew, for example. My nephew was raised by my sister who really didn't uh, take her kids to church because she was uh, rebelling. And so my, my nephew didn't really know what it was like to live that uh, life of Christ. I was always praying for him. But when my dad passed away, I remember dad was always telling him that he was praying for him, that it was um, on his heart daily. And Clint, my nephew, uh, saw his grandpa, his beloved grandpa, laying there taking his last breaths. And my dad always wondered, why in the world did God keep me around all this time? But it was for this reason. My nephew wanted desperately to see grandpa again someday. And even though he had never been raised in the church, he knew where his grandpa was going to be. And one day I'm driving through Indiana on my way to Michigan to speak at an event. And I just felt God saying, hey, you need to take a detour and go over there and visit your nephew, Clint. And I drove over and I showed up at his door and he started crying. And he said, oh, I was praying that God would send somebody from my family who was a Christian so I could tell them, I just got saved last week. I just got saved last week. And he said, Aunt Lou, I can't stop talking about it. All the people I work with are sick of me talking about Jesus, but I got saved last week. And that's what it's like when God inhabits you and he deposits his Holy Spirit in you. All of a sudden, the wreck that you were, that messed up house that you used to be, is now a shining temple for Jesus that is absolutely bubbling up and out onto others. I love that. That is so beautiful. I love how God's into all the details. He Mm. really is. And I think about things... Like when you were saying about your relatives, there are times where we build up walls and we don't always recognize that we've done that. In watching some of these shows, Luann, I've seen the walls that are there, they make everything feel tight and you can't see the way you can once those walls come down. Yeah. And when God gets inside there and he begins taking down those walls that keep us from viewing from experiencing the openness and the freedom that comes from knowing him to be able to house those celebrations. Like I know Jesus now I invited him into my life. Like your cousin, I was like, this is beautiful. So I love how there is nothing that escapes God's attention, even directing you on a path to be at the right place at the right moment. And sometimes we think, Oh, we've missed it. No, He says he orders the steps of his children. We can trust him with that. Absolutely. And, you know, I don't want anyone that's sitting around the table with us today to think that Teresa and I have it all together. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly, clearly that's not the case. (laughs) And we stumble and we have the tendency to still look at our rooms sometimes as not quite finished. Well, guess what? God is not quite finished with us until we get to heaven. So he's going to continue doing a work in us. When we're talking about God being the ultimate rehab agent (laughs) in our life, when you look at those shows, you cannot help but see that there is a drastic difference from the beginning stages Mm -hmm. to the very end 
But there's a lot of things that happen along the road to that finished product. There's some things that have to be gutted first. There's some demolition that has to be done, some walls that have to come down, some debris that has to be carried away. Same with us. We are a work in progress. And there's some debris that we may be holding and Mm. hiding in a closet somewhere. And God's saying, hey, would you let me into that space? I need to clean it out. You know, you find many times when it hasn't been, it's something that has been sitting there and it just begins to grow. For example, mold, you know, you've had that there and it begins to just seep in and grow throughout something. And if you don't address it, if you still leave it there and you never address the issue because it's too hard, you just shut the door on it, man, it's going to turn into such a greater problem later. And I love this about God. There's nothing too nasty that we've shut the door on. They're like, no, I can't let you go in there. I can't let you go in there. They're like, uh, yeah, that's the very room we need to go into because we're going to make this place great. Yes. Like, no, no, I can't let you see it. No. He's like, uh, trust me, I've already seen this. You can't hide it from me anyway. So why not? Let's go in here together and let me show you how I can take it out, make it brand new. And you don't have to worry about hiding it any longer. Isn't that true? I mean, God is such a gentleman. Mm. (laughs) He doesn't force his way into those nooks and crannies of our life, but he really wants us to invite him in. And he wants us to say, God, I know there's some nasty things growing over here in the corner (laughs) of my heart. Oh, and I need you. I can't do it. There's no way we can clean ourselves up. We can't. And God is saying, I am the only way that you can stand righteous and clean. And you got to ask me in, you know, Teresa, you've visited my house and that house I lived next door to for years. And I watched that house absolutely deteriorate over the years because the man who lived in it was in a place in his life where he was just bitter. He was Mm. bitter toward the world. He felt like the world had done him wrong and he didn't care about his house anymore. He let the weeds grow three feet tall and inside the house, it just started to decay. And it was a beautiful home at one time. And every time I looked next door, I would see that house and I just would ache. Hmm. I thought, man, that house just wants to be loved. It really wants somebody to take care of it. And I can't tell you the number of times that I went over and I knocked on the door and I said, Paul, I'd be willing to come and help you, you know, clean up. Uh, May I mow your yard for you? And he was so gruff and so uh, absolutely hardened that he refused any help. Mm. And so when we went in there, he passed away. We made his children who had long left and moved on to other states. We made his children an offer to just take it as it was. We'll Mm. take it as is. (laughs) Abandoned cars, uh, beer cans everywhere, 11 dumpster loads of trash. My word. (laughs) And when we went in, what was so sad, we, there was carpeting. We pulled back one of the rooms of carpet and we saw a huge hole in the floor. Mm. from where the water had run in through the window, seeped onto the floor and had rotted over the years. And there was a huge hole. And it's like what you're saying when you have those things that you try to hide, that Mm. carpet was hiding it. 
But when you peel it back, there's this gaping, rotted hole Mm. in the subfloor. And we had to absolutely rip everything out, demolish it, haul it off to the dump, and then start from scratch. The bone structure was there. The house had always wanted to be taken (laughs) care of. Yeah. And I, I can't help but think about the rehab that you're talking about, that God is the master of rehabilitation. Mm, And he wants to take our messy lives and he wants to make us like new again. Yeah. You know, what's wonderful about that is there are certain things that you could have done to have helped that house itself. But then there were things that you knew you needed to call in the master Mm -hmm. that would know how to handle that. And many times in our lives, yeah, there are things that we can do to better our lives, to make it more presentable, to maybe even fix some areas. But there are times, even if you're watching the shows on HGTV, they've got to call in the engineer. Yeah. They're like, you know what? For this structure to be completely sound, we got to call these guys in because they know exactly how to set things so that they're the strongest that they can be. And even if you can do some things on your own without that master expert and listen god is that he designed you from the get-go anyway so he knows exactly how he created you and what needs to be shored up what foundations were never fully correct those things that are hiding he knows how to find them sometimes you're like i can feel there's something here but i don't know what it is (laughs) yes like you know what honey let me show you what it is i can i can take you right to the point and the time where this started to fail. And I know you don't see it yet, but let me show you. And he walks you through that and he begins the healing. And he he just knows so much more than we do. He's the expert in this field. And yeah, there's things we can do on our own and people try it all the time and they're successful in points. But then when you really want the full wholeness, the full healing, that comes when we invite God in to do that work that only he can do. I love that. And you know, the Bible tells us Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. You know, when we invite God to come in and search us, he'll do it. He is that kind of a loving father. And he wants desperately for us to allow him into those places. So, you know, as you're hearing this today, it's not by accident. You know, we prayed before we ever opened the mics That's right. that the right people would tune in at this moment because God had a message. Yeah. And right now, if you're hearing this message and you feel that tug on your heart, like, okay, that's me. I'm, I'm hiding some things or I feel so wrecked that I don't think God could ever fix me. Hmm. I feel like too much has happened in my life that I can never be whole again. Wow. I want you to know that God is the master designer. Hmm. He's the master planner. He is the one that can make all things new. Yeah. And so right now I'm just going to ask Teresa, would you just open a prayer up for anyone who might be listening and they need God to search them and to reassure them that they are able to live a full and whole life with him. Would you do that? Yes. God, I just thank you that you know each one of us so deeply and you know that person that's listening today, Lord, that 
we've we've gotten to the place where we're saying, God, I know I need your help. I know I need you there. I know I need you to be the one that brings the restoration of the things that have just been, Lord, just lost along the way. And God, you're such a faithful God. Lord, I pray that you would even in each one of us, you would begin to show us those things. When we say, God, search me and, and show me these things, that you would begin to, as only you could do in this gentle, loving way, begin to peel back the carpet and show us, Lord, the holes that have been there and also remind us that you can bring the healing. Lord, I, th- I thank you that the invitation comes from each one of us. Have your way. We want to be whole. We want to be healed We want to be a place that others can find joy and comfort and shelter. But Lord, right now we need first for you to come in and set things straight. Heal us. Do the work, Father. We're willing to join right in there with you and say, have your way. Lord, I thank you today for reaching into every heart and bringing that full restoration of peace, of joy, of hope. We thank you for doing what you do so well, and we trust you to do it in Jesus' name. Amen. Mm, Amen. Friend, I understand how it feels to be totally broken. I understand how it feels Mm. when we accept Christ and then we stumble along the way and we feel like, oh, man, I just got that big stain on on everything. I understand how that feels. You know, but God says, come to me daily and I will make all things new. And here's here's a, a chapter that I want you to just read over and over this week. It's Psalm 139. And it just starts out by saying, search me, search me. And you know, that whole chapter is all about us learning how God purposely knit us together and he has a divine purpose Mm. for every single one of us that's right and he doesn't want us to live in a wrecked house he doesn't want us to live in that shambles that we sometimes get accustomed to you know i think my neighbor felt like this was just the way life was i think some people also wall themselves into this one section of their house They've erected these walls. They've put everything in here. The rest of the house is staying empty because you are you don't want to even take a look at it. You just want to stay in that one little safe place. And God says, listen, your whole house is available for you to live in and enjoy. And there's no reason to stay locked inside this one room because he has so much more for us than just this one little area that we feel safe and everything's crammed in there. God says, no, let me show you the beauty of the rest of who you are. I love that analogy. You know, God has so much in store for us, and we do. We come to him, we say, Lord, fill my thimble. (laughs) Instead of saying, Lord, fill my bucket, (laughs) fill my house, fill my life. We come to him with a thimble, and we say, can you fill this up for me? And he says, oh, child, I have so much more. And so as we bring our house, our temple to him and we we honestly lay our heart before him and say god i know i am not what i used to be but i know i am not what i once will be so lord will you just take me mm. and mold me 
and create in me this clean heart, create in me this new housing so that your Holy Spirit can not only survive, but thrive. And may the God of hope, girls, give you the courage to encourage others this week as you press in to Psalm 139 and you let God speak to you, search you, and restore you to that beautiful, wonderful house that he had planned all along. We'll see you back here next week. Thanks for joining us today at Encouragement Cafe with Luann and Friends, where women gather, friends laugh, and hearts mend. Let's continue our conversation. Hop online when you get a chance to sit down and breathe at encouragementcafe.com. Remember, this is God's ministry, so we ask for your prayers as we reach out to women in Jesus' name. We'll see you back here next week where we fill you up one cup at a time.